are here, and with we, I mean uh, myself and my co-host Tony, we are here at uh, the first day of facts with um, esteemed artist uh, Ramon Perez, uh, who uh, everyone should know because he's <laughs> done some uh, pretty amazing things. He made a big splash with... Um, the Jim Hansen book, whose name I'm blanking on, but Tales of Sand. Tales of Sand. Tales of Sand. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, then was quickly picked up by Marvel, of course. Um, and um, I'll let you do some of your own introduction. That's uh, always myself. A good idea. Yes. Um, um, how did you end up in comics? I mean, I've been doing comics uh, for quite a while. I'd done. Um, worked predominantly when I first started my career I did work in uh, role playing games like Dungeons and Dragons and uh, Legends of the Five Rings The Wizards of the Coast uh, Magic the Gathering that kind of stuff and uh, one of the companies I worked for early on was called Palladium Books they did a popular game called Rifts at the time still going on and uh, I asked the uh, president slash owner slash editor of the company if I could do a graphic novel for them. He said, yeah, go ahead. He loved comics, so they create one in their world kind of thing. And so that was probably one of my first published works. Uh, and then I did a lot of web comics work after that, doing a funny strip called Butternut Squash, and then a fantasy-esque uh, comic called Kukuburi. And these all kind of, these all seem very like weirdly unrelated, but they all kind of led to a tale of sand. Um, I, and these, these web comics, you wrote them as well? Yeah, I, I wrote and drew all my own stuff up yeah. until my work for Tale of Sand yeah. and Marvel. Um, so it's actually quite been like a very different career the past five, six years, or maybe ten years now, that uh, I haven't been writing much of my own stuff. I've been working on other people's scripts or adapting things like Jane Eyre or Tale of Sand kind of idea. Uh, How did your webcomic work lead to you getting the Tales of Sands? Uh, well, basically, uh, I had done... Uh, let me skip back. Let's skip ahead a little bit. With uh, I did a couple of fill-in jobs for Marvel at the time, kind of finishing up uh, some other artists' work that they weren't able to meet the deadline. So I was doing, like, a finishing 10 pages of a comic or six pages of a comic. I was doing a lot of, like, rush, rush work. Yeah, so anyways... Yeah. One of the writers uh, for one of these issues I did, which was a Dazzler comic, and I did the middle part of the comic, and uh, he was also working on the Dapper Men uh, for Arkea, and they were looking for artists for Tale of Sand. And he that's, said, that's David Gabriel? Um, I can't remember his name, to be yeah. honest with you. I feel, <laughs> I feel horrible. Um, maybe you're right. Uh, but uh, anyways, he, uh, he recommended uh, they look into my work and like, they, he sent me, he sent my Dazzler page, but they also looked into my webcomics work and all this stuff. And then I, I, they went to my website, which, where I also had uh, a lot of theater poster work, sci-fi work, fantasy work from all my work in uh, RPG. So the, quite the variety of, 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 of uh, what I had done up to that point. So they kind of contacted me and asked if I'd be interested in auditioning because they were auditioning different artists for the uh, series, or sorry, for the graphic novel. And myself, Becky Clunan, uh, I think Peter Snedgeberg, I can't remember his last Snedger, name. Yeah, Snedger, yeah. Um, And a few other ones. Um, and basically we all had to do a few pages to see how we would interpret 
sure. the script everything. and basically uh, both the Henson Company and Arkea liked my work out of all the submissions and that was the first step to that next chapter of my, my life kind of in the comics anyway, so. what do you think drew them to your work especially um, from what I've been told from uh, the editors at the time it was because my, my versatility uh, of my, my work I, did, I could do very cartoony or I could do a little bit more traditional comic book realist, realistic in quotes um, but also they, they, they said I, there's a nice uh, personality and liveliness to my work as well as uh, a timelessness there was no real you couldn't look at my work and go oh that's a 70s inspired or 80s or 90s they were like you, you kind of had a nice uh illustration style yeah it was yeah. It yeah. you couldn't really peg you down to one era which was what they wanted they wanted because the, the story itself was so weird and they wanted it not to be grounded in a particular era of comics or like a style of yeah. comics at the time so they, they liked that, that I could bring that different kind of sense of it. it's a little bit classic but it's also a little bit modern and that's kind of what drew them to me I think. and the versatility of like I also painted I also inked myself I I lettered, I did sound effects, so it was a little bit of that variety as well, I think, that kind of helped with the story. Is there actually a lot of animation influence in the stuff that you do now? Because I remember reading Kokoburi, and that really had a strong animation type feel. I mean, I, I, I mean when I grew up, uh, I was a big Looney Tunes fan as a kid, yeah. uh, so I think the kinetic uh, energy of those cartoons, especially like Wile E. Coyote was my favorite, so... Yeah. You know those the movements. Actually, any of the cartoons from yeah. like, you know with Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, you know, they always had a, a nice energy to the characters and the movement and how they told stories. And then uh, in my uh, high school years, I got uh, really into uh, anime. So like, yeah. Bubblegum Crisis, uh, Appleseed, Akira, all these things really had a nice energetic flavor to them as well. So I think I took a lot of those different influences and kind of mashed them up into my own style. So yeah, so. I, I don't think it was a purposeful taking from yeah, animation, yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. definitely there was an influence there, probably, uh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, d d d did you come from an animation background? No, I, I did not come from... I went from... Uh, my my uh, official schooling was for illustration. Right. Uh, but uh, no, I, 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 I had a few friends. My roommate in college was in animation, so I kind of peek over his shoulder every so often see what they were up to, but it was a very different kind of course than from what I was used to. I, yeah. And I toyed with the idea of going into animation, but uh, I liked the concept of finishing my own work. And with animation, you do get tend to, depending on what level you are, you yeah. you get lost with the, with yeah, the crowd, yeah, yeah. basically, in, the, in that kind of, you lose control of what you're, you're working on kind yes. of thing. So I liked with illustration, at least I could, I was in control from the beginning to the end. And, uh, and that's what I like to do. Was it a, a difficult or, or an interesting transition going from like your own stuff, doing web comics, or working for companies like Wizards of the Coast, to then working at Marvel in the Jim Henson? Uh, I don't think it was uh, a crazy transition. Yeah. It was. Um, uh, I, I mean, I'd been already working in the industry for over a decade by that point, so it, it was just like it was exciting because I got to play in somebody else's sandbox. Now yeah. I got to draw. The X Men. I got to draw Spider all these characters that I grew up like when I was a kid. I, I loved Marvel Comics, so uh, it was a chance to draw all those characters I grew up reading, and a lot of the artists who influenced me, like 
Arthur Adams, uh, Mike Mignola, uh, Chris Golden, uh, I'm trying to think of other names right now, uh, even Stankovic, uh, and uh, all these different artists of that era. I think. So it was actually nice to actually come back and work a lot on a lot of these characters that I grew up reading. So I think sure. that was the appeal to it. Yeah. But it was never... Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a hard transition, by any means. But um, the work you were doing at Wizards of the Coast at the time yeah. was that very narrative based? Was that like a lot of storytelling? No, as well, the, my work for the gaming community, especially when I would start doing collectible card games, uh, was more painterly, just illustration work. Yeah. So I'd be doing just one-off pieces for the cards, right. uh, no real narrative sort of things. No. Um, uh, I used to do like watercolor. I dabbled in a little bit of acrylic at the time, just way before computers were. They're just on the cusp of, of uh, becoming a thing for coloring. So uh, yeah, so it was definitely actually it was actually interesting to transition back into comics after that because I had not done any narrative storytelling on like a sequential basis. Like yeah, uh, I think I always try to imbue a bit of story in my pieces, even if they're just one piece. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a, a weird shift to go back to comics, or at least web comics or whatever that transition was for me at the time to actually get back into the, the panel to panel flow and, and then that kind of thing was there a steep learning curve there was that hard for you or no I think it was just I don't think it was hard I think it was more so I was used to drawing in one box now I had to draw in like five boxes yeah. on a page and but also make that work so it's a, it's a different approach to the piece um you know, you do one piece for a painting for a card, you're, you're looking at one page, the composition, the colors, the, the movement, but it's all just one image. Uh, whereas on a comic page, you're looking at, you know, anywhere from one panel to ten panels, anything in between, and, and you have to make each panel work, but you also have to, have to make them all work together. And, you know, and I really tried to go out of my way to uh, uh, make sure the comics worked without the, the scripts that was one of my objectives always so like so really trying to translate the story uh through the visual narrative so that was just that was probably like this the biggest hurdle i had to jump was just kind of relearning that aspect because i'd never really done it professionally i toyed around with it on my own personal level so actually making sure that uh, the script especially when i began working for marvel i think making sure the scripts that I was handed I was able to translate them well enough yeah. so the A, the company is satisfied the author is satisfied but also the the audience can read it and go oh this makes sense and, you know is there so how did you approach your web comics then in terms of writing mm-hmm. and drawing was that something like you, you wrote beforehand or you put it down on the page immediately or uh, with my web comics work uh, my first one Butternut Squash uh, which I co-wrote with Rob Kugler. Um we would sit down and work out because it was more uh, joke based we would sit down and work out punchlines and then I would take that that, that uh, little script we wrote and then work it into a visual gag and then we'd go back and forth on the dialogue together kind of making sure it worked with Kukuburi, um I'd gone to more of like a, I'll call it a Marvel style I had a loose idea of notes yeah. like the beats you wanted to hit yeah the beats yeah, okay. I wanted to hit and uh, then I would just kind of start drawing and then kind of like work in uh, the moments and work on the dialogue as I drew and that kind of So it was a very organic process. Whereas like the first graphic novel I did for the gaming company, Palladium, that one I wrote full script, 
you know, like, that could have also been, like, because I was younger, I was a little more nervous, so I wanted to make sure I had everything down, so I also had to show them, and, you know, let them look at it, and go, okay, that's good, that works, then you can draw it, kind of thing, so, uh, but to be honest, I prefer working somewhere in the middle between uh, the Marvel style and the full script, like, I think you need a little bit of uh, a solid foundation, so whether it's, uh, you're writing just, like, the beats per page, synopsis the dialogue can always be finessed afterwards yes. you know that kind of thing but um, yeah so I always like I, it's funny because I think I, I just I did that from the sense that uh, uh, I always remember George Lucas saying the Star Wars when he did that he when he first wrote the movie he was like the words were kind of like there but they weren't that important he was always spoke about trying to make it a silent movie so it was the music and yeah. the visuals and uh, he said if you turned off the dialogue in his eyes the movie shouldn't work yeah so I was like, that's something I, I took to heart as a kid, yeah. I think, trying to convey sure. that in my stories as well. And be, because you um, you talk about about comics as, as such a, um, a complete thing, yep. uh, the, the words and the and the, the art, but for uh, Marvel, you've only done uh, art so far. Is that something, you know, like, like uh, Scotty Young, who's transitioned into... More of a, a, a writer. Yeah, I mean, I my last would like to do something like that as well. I dabbled in it a little bit with uh, my Nova series. I actually co-wrote, and uh, it was an interesting affair. We, uh, I mean, for me, stories. A good story is a good story, and then you can you know drop in a character, and uh, most most stories should work with that character. Like, but I find it with a lot of uh, the one weird thing for me with like Marvel or DC is. Um, I love the characters, but I have no desire to write stories for them. If that makes sense, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather go do my own stories. So to actually only be drawing for Marvel, uh, it's not a bad thing. Like I've enjoyed it. It kind of allows me not to worry about. Like I try to make sure the story works. And when I was co-writing, it was actually uh, fairly exciting to get in there and get involved. But and then I kind of realized also the amount of. Uh, approvals and making sure like character references are proper and you know, dialogue and, and I was just like ah, I mean is this, is this something I want to get into I don't know I mean at this point in my career I would say I'm happy just drawing and maybe uh, working uh, closely with uh, an author uh, maybe even co-writing I have pitched full like ideas to Marvel um, it would be nice one day but I also like weird characters like I yeah. I've pitched Star Jammers. I've pitched like Angar the Screamer. Like no one knows these characters, you know. To work on a book like a uh, Spider-Man or or X-Men, I think I'd be very uh, uh, apprehensive. Because... There's something very alluring about sort of like the C-list, D-list characters. Yeah, because you can do way more. Like yeah. that's I think uh, one of my favorite runs uh, when I was reading comics was uh, when I when Vertigo began originally, because that was the Vertigo basically took these B and C D list characters yeah, yeah, yeah. and made something like because no, yeah, because no one cared about them, yeah. or very few people cared yeah, about yeah. them. Like Shade the Changing Man, no one knew who that yeah, was. But then they're, they're like, they, a great series yeah. came out of, and they did that with a Black lot. Orchid was which one? Black Orchid was a DC yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, and I like the idea of going back to these characters that are just lingering in like the yeah. the empty space yeah. of Marvel or DC history, and making something more interesting about yeah. them. Um, whereas, with, like, if you're working on X Men or Mar or uh, or like a Spider-Man, Batman or a Spider Man, yeah. you're you're very much entrenched 
and uh, the current status quo of like story dealing crossover you won't have a lot of, and you of have freedom. freedom either no because... you have maybe a little bit of freedom in there yeah but you had like I, I've had friends who have worked on um, Batman and they were like well okay you're working on Batman but you can't use any of the villains because they're in the other book and they're like okay what am I supposed to use then oh and you can't use this character either and I'm like so it's just like I think I would I think I would like my head would explode after a while I would just rather just go do my own thing have fun you know, and then come back and just, you know, maybe dabble and, and, and do, like, the smaller projects with Marvel. Have you there. had any say, like, with the Marvel stuff that you've done so far? You've done yep. X-Men, you've done Spider-Man, yep. you've done part of the Fantastic Four now. Yeah. Are those, like, characters that you actively go out and, like, request, no. or are those just jobs no. that... It's, I've never... Re- I've actually never requested uh, a character at Marvel. These are just things that have come to me. Okay. Uh I mean, the only ones I've actually requested was the Star Jammers pitch, which was just silly and having uh, fun. And um, and then I, I think it, something almost happened, and then it, they got switched, and then it became the Cyclops series that uh, I think... You know, Greg Rucka did? Yeah, Rucka, yeah, yeah. yeah. Russell yeah. Dodderman? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so, I, you know, I almost burned a few bridges there, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's always been uh, offers that have come to me. And like, yeah. you know, if I feel it's a good fit, then uh, I'll kind of move ahead on the project. I'd be lucky because a lot of the, the, like Spider-Man was a nice self-enclosed story, as was um, uh, Hawkeye. Uh, the, the, the Wolverine and the X-Men run was part of a greater whole, so that's a little bit different. But I actually do prefer doing like small, limited yeah. kind of runs. Sure. And, uh, and Hawkeye being the longest, which was 11 issues. And, uh, but it, I liked it to have a finished story, and, and that was that kind of thing. And the the new uh, the Marvel Two and One's a little bit different because it's, once again it's part of another whole. Yeah. So I mean that was just you know something came in they were needed somebody and I was like oh I like the writer he's a friend of mine let's try this out I've always wanted to draw the thing it's a good way to audition maybe for other things as well so you know but yeah. And do you feel uh, because you started off as um, like a fill-in artist yeah. you, you finished other people's um, yeah late work yeah yeah and. Yeah. Um, on uh, Wolverine and the X-Men I think as well you weren't really the lead artist you were no I came in the, uh, the pinch hitter as it were yeah basically I think at uh, that time that series uh, was it was a, met, uh, Nick Bradshaw was movie, doing probably. the main story yeah and I think they were having offset artists do other arcs so I would just yeah I came in to do an offset story kind of thing Jason Aaron wanted to work with me the editor approached me I was like yeah I love Jason's work Let's, you know, and I'd be lucky like also in that like working with all these different great writers from Dan Slott to Jason Aaron to yeah. um, uh, Jeff Lemire and, and Chip and you know so like I'm, in that way I've been quite lucky as well like the, uh, the writers I've been paired with have been very, very good yeah um, and is your your output does that um, because um, uh, Hawkeye was the uh, the longest series yep. with 11 issues is yeah. is that about your limit? What, was that uh, a what, was that pretty pretty? I don't. I wouldn't say I have frequent a, monthly or a, that was a monthly book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we maybe when missed uh, like we were stretched a couple times, but yeah. uh, uh, I don't think it's a limit per se as in doing a continuous story because I do have a new project coming online. Uh, uh, next year to be launched um, uh, probably spring I think they haven't really said anything I can't really talk about it because nothing's official yet 
but it's a two-year run I'm looking at, so 24 issues. For me, it's more about uh, the interest in the story. And the idea is for you to do all 24. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because you don't see that anymore. No, you or don't. Not a lot. You don't, least. right? Yeah. Uh, and I do like it. I like the, like uh, Hawkeye was eleven issues because that's what Jeff wrote. He wrote yeah, an eleven yeah. issue story, and that was that. That was his vision. I came on for the eleven issues, and, and that was it. Um, I'm not opposed to doing a longer story. I think if it was a longer arc, I would want to be more involved in the story. So I would probably want to co-write or work with the writer much more closely. And is this happening with this new project? Uh, to a degree, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I know the, the artist. I'm uh, sorry, the artist. The writer is a good friend of mine. Uh, he's already had the first couple of issues written before I was approached to come in on the project. But uh, he does want... We've, had, we've talked already. He wants to collaborate more, see where the story goes as I become more familiar with the characters. So it is his idea but he does want my input on yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what a collaboration yeah, is made of. Right? Exactly. Is that something you do with your Marvel work as well, or is that purely... To a degree, uh, probably the most, I mean, like with Hawkeye, I basically suggested my approach to the art, like the different yeah. styles and that kind of thing. I will cut up panels here and there if I feel like uh, maybe I need more panels or less panels or do a better uh, fit for the, yeah. for the sequence. So I have, I, but I'll often openly talk with the the uh, writer or the editor and say, listen, I'm going to cut a few panels here, but add some here, or do you mind if I do this? Um, all, in the, all in the betterment of the story my, my, is my purpose. Um, so, and I think it, it's varied per writer. Like, like I yeah. said, Jeff had pretty much done, written the entire Hawkeye run by the time I was approached to come in on the book. So okay. I just pretty much adjusted his script and and stylistically, uh, or how I approached it stylistically were my choices. Um, but uh, things like with uh, Amazing Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Learning to Crawl, Dan just wrote Marvel-style scripts. So basically I would go in there and I'd be, he'd be like, you know, five pages, you know, Peter does this, two pages, this happens, four pages of fight. So I would go there and write it, you know, draw it out. Yeah hand it back yeah, he, he scripted it he yeah. dialogue it kind of thing yeah. and uh, so it, it just varies per, yeah. per per collaboration kind of thing you know because maybe some artists you don't actually go looking for characters to work on but I feel like in terms of your Spider-Man work like you did it one shot with Brian Michael Bendis yes and then learning to crawl with yeah. Dan Slott it's kind of ironic that both those stories sort of go back to the early yeah it's weird yeah classic yeah spider-man years yeah i was uh they approached me to do the generations one that was uh bendis and bendis had approached me like two years three years prior to wanting to work on something and i was just unfortunately i was too busy so he, he i think he was just trying to get me to work on something before he left marvel yeah and yeah it was weird that it worked out to be uh, a whole retro retro thing yeah. which is funny kind of because now, now i'm kind of known for drawing Spider-Man this retro style yeah, yeah, yeah. but the only reason I did that was because that to so just draw Spider-Man was, <laughs> was, well, was more to fit the story because yeah. I wanted to give it like a Ditko feel like you know we're going back and telling the same story yeah. and kind of going between the panels and expanding the story so I wanted and to all kind of, of a sudden as well we can ask Ramon for this new Spider-Man yeah, story you know, <laughs> he's so like yeah people have asked me like if you if you, uh, you know, if I would want to work on Spider-Man, I'd be like, yeah, I'd do it again, but I'd rather if I did Spider-Man again, I'd prefer it to be something where I can approach it differently. Like, with a, you know, maybe draw him, like, more languid and, like, 
skinny or something or yeah. cartoony. Just, yeah. you know. Well, there is kind of a very creepy version of Spider-Man in Marvel 2-in-1 now. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah the spider, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, it's, uh, it's funny how you get pinned down sometimes in comics. And they're like, you know, because I think I also got pinned down as a bit of a, uh, a weird character artist. Like, because, you know, I haven't really worked on anything crazy superhero-y. Like, uh, after the X-Men, it's kind of all be very solo characters, yeah, very quiet yeah. stories. And you'd, you'd like a, a nice uh, Avengers epic, maybe. Oh, I mean, I don't want an epic, but it'd be nice to just work on, like, a crazy, just, like, fighting, you know, yeah. Wolverine versus a thousand ninjas or whatever it might be. You know, just have fun, let loose. Very kin- I'd like to do more of a kinetic, uh, action-oriented uh, comic instead of a, more of a talk. I, mean, so I seem to be doing more talking heads. Yeah. Than, than, yeah. uh, than action, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But that, that, that is also uh, um, takes some skill to make that visually interesting, of course. But on the other hand, oh yeah, but drawing like... drawing Wolverine in a thousand inches is a lot cooler, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. So, so that that leads me to assume that this new project isn't exactly uh, action oriented either. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there is action in it, but it's yeah. it's a very different. Uh, uh, and kind did, of story. did I understand correctly that this was something online? No, no. So I meant online as in it'll be released to the public. It'll yeah, be coming yeah, yeah. out through, right, uh, right, right. I understand. Uh, through a publisher kind of thing. Sure yeah. That. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's more of it. I would put it more in the mystery horror vein kind of thing. Like if you were to take, oh, I don't even know what to compare it to, like Twin Peaks vibe. I think weird sure. horror, yeah. a little bit of mystery, yeah. a little bit of uncomfortableness. Yeah. Kind of thing, yeah. And do you get some more lead time on that? Because oh yeah, very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So the uh, the idea is very much for you to have. Um, yeah, they want me enough to have time a, for. Yeah, they for want me to have a lot of lead yeah. time yeah. and work on it and just build it up. And when like I'm done, like a few, you know, three to five issues, then they'll release it. Kind of idea. So yeah. So I really wanted to take my time, immerse myself in the characters, figure them out. So I'll be designing anything from scratch as well. So I want to make sure I like these characters and, and see where they go and yeah, help sure. them grow. How do you yeah. prepare for something like that in terms of like establishing tone and atmosphere? Or are there like comics or movies or books you yeah I mean certain styles I think, I think, you try to adopt? Maybe? I think uh, I think what I do is uh, I'll assess the like I've done this with Jane. I did this with Tale of Sand and a few other projects. Like I assess. Would I, would I, or I boil down the script or the story, what is the, the essence of it, the visual uh, mood I want to put forward? And whether it's, whether it's like a scratchy line or heavy blacks or using a brush or a quill or a marker or doing it digitally, do I use zip tone or do I, you know what I mean, or grayscale washes? Like, so it's just what realm do I want to play in? And, and what is feasible to maintain over... Yeah. On a, something as, as long as this project exactly like, right yeah. so yeah what's able to you know and, and also keep my interest and like yeah. you know and play around yeah, with yeah. so like yeah, so I've, I've noticed projects where an, an artist will start at like um, uh, Travis Charest on, on yeah. Wildcats oh and, god yeah and he'll be very elaborate and it'll all look great and then you'll see you can't maintain no. this on a monthly especially before. him no yeah <laughs> exactly right um, so yeah so really finding that, that voice for the story yeah. so I like and what I'll do sometimes is maybe I'll watch yeah TV shows or movies or even listen to certain kinds of music. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't tend to go into comics for inspiration very often. I tend to go outside of comics. Okay. Yep. Um, 
I might reference something in particular if I know there's a certain artist that I like the way he approached something. Maybe I'll go like, like oh, maybe like, you know, uh, I like the way Arthur Adams draws the thing. Let me see how he approached that. I might look at it a couple times and I'll, like, I'll put it away and I won't look at it again to leave the impression of what yeah. I liked about it and I yeah. kind of do my own version um, but yeah for, the, for, for most of my I usually tend to work outside uh, for my inspiration kind of like like I said or even like even go on tri- trips like this like go to different countries and see a different towns see like a, 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 what a small town looks like or what a village looks like or yeah. you know really get a feel for um, whatever can help me kind of get me in the headspace yeah, of the project yeah, sure. kind of like that. Cool. yeah I think um, uh, we're left with nothing but to wish you the best of luck um, well, thank you. on that project and on, on anything else you have okay. coming up. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, you produce great work. Thank and you. And we look forward to seeing it for a long time to come. Awesome. I look yeah. forward to giving it. <laughs> That's very... Right.